episode 199, Darren Casey, Look Good Naked. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha. My name is Adam Lewis Walker, former athlete and teacher turned lifestyle and entrepreneur coach. Each week we bring you the world's most successful minds to inspire you to act on your true potential. Head over to ayalpha.com. I am back. So, back in England, first time in 10 months. I've survived that long in America. I'm not back for good, but I am back for a good portion, well over a month, about six weeks, actually. I'm going to hang around for a wedding, but that's another, that's another point. One of the things, obviously, the podcast is going to continue to go out. And also, I will be offering, at one stage every week, a few clarity calls. If you really want to discuss your goals and get that clarity and then create a path to achieve it, all you need to do at this stage, go to ayalpha.com. Click on this episode, for example, scroll down, a link there, you can book in your free call, specific time that works for you as well as me. And these clarity calls standalone are very powerful. You know, middle of the year, a lot of people are cruising coming into summer. But if you just think, I'm not going to wait till January to, you know, make some significant changes. If what me and Darren talk about this week perks your interest in terms of getting the most out of yourself and optimizing and performing at a higher level, then let's jump on a call and see how we can make it more of a reality for you. Anyway. Enough about that. I think my message got across to those it was intended for. So, back in England. So, start off England, England. It's all about England this week. So, we're, we've got an Englishman, Darren Casey. It is time to awaken your alpha. Okay, we have a brilliant one this week. We have Coach Darren Casey. And to cut to the chase, he helps busy guys look great naked. So, hopefully, that'll catch your attention. Optimize their output and feel like Bond. So, as, obviously, this is going to be a good one. He's been featured on Sky TV, BBC Radio. He's, he's been in a lot of places. You know, he's just launched the Fit Entrepreneur magazine, which we're going to dig into as well. Very brief intro, Darren, but I just want to get straight into it. And obviously you can add to that. But are you ready to awaken your alpha? Oh, yeah. The alpha was awoken some time ago. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just turn it up a little bit for us today. But is there anything you'd like to highlight or pick out from there or add to it? Yes, yeah, so I guess um, in, in this world, our domain of wellness, fitness, performance, whatever you want to call it these days. I've been in this world for 17 years now, um, you know, in professionally as in working for myself, building up my business and kind of sharpening my sword, if you like, and figuring out the more optimal routes um, for the guys who I um, help, you know, transform really. So from, you know, from the perspective of transitioning from an offline space to an online space, as you know, right now it's, the online space is in fast forward and there's so much information out there. So I guess one of my main um, jobs for right now is to help simplify this process for them. So that's really a bit of my background from the world of fitness. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I know where you're coming from today, but could you just let all the listeners know where, where are you originally from, your origins, be a little bit about your background and where you're talking to us from today. Yeah. So I'm in Manchester, north of England in the UK. So born and bred in Manchester, and yeah, here I am. I spend a lot of tra- a lot of time in the United States, and I travel a lot. My businesses run online, so it's about nine times a year I travel all over the place: Europe, Thailand, Mexico, America, wherever it is. I just like to uh, you know visit different parts of the world and see what's going on outside yeah. of Manchester. And we we mentioned just before the interview as well. We talked talked about your karate background as well, and so you obviously got a high level. I mean, tell us about that, but also the the awakening moment when it 
you sort of separated yourself from the average personal trainer and working largely um, offline the, to then go more online and work specifically with busy entrepreneurs. Yes, yeah, so I'll take you back to uh, 1992 when I was 10 years old. <laughs> and I was watching the Karate Kid movie with my dad and uh, I got the, the Rocky bug, if you like, and I was like, Dad, I want to go to karate, you know, so we found a local karate club. Yeah, I went through that, so, you know, I got to 14 years old and I, I got selected to be on the England team and I was competing for England um, in the 14 to 17-year-old squad and you know, that was my hobby, really. That's where I got to the bug for competing and performing where I really realized the mindset side of performance you know mm -hmm. I was basically you know I'd, I'd won 11 national titles on the run and, I, and people was like how are you doing how's this guy doing it you know I was naturally talented but I didn't realize until I was looking back that my my dad was coaching me on the mental side of performance so that went through till I was 21 years old I was on the did Great Britain team did you always think you wanted to be a trainer of some sort my, my dad was an electrical engineer, so that was an interest of mine through, you know, I was always taking things apart and figuring out how they worked. Mm -hmm. And I was about to um, go on a course when I left high school and do um, electrical engineering um, diploma. Yeah. And then I realized, actually, is this what I want to do? And I saw the sports rehab um, program. So I went and applied for that and I got on that straight away. Yeah. And uh, a week later, I was on a two-year sports rehab diploma as part of that program I learned all about training and nutrition and personal training and all that good stuff yeah. and then from there I realized well this is what I want to do you know, I'm actually going to get paid for this to, to hang out in a gym and help people look and feel better <laughs> that's where it started really cool fast forwarding a little bit this is really our Yoda question who helped you awaken your alpha you mentioned your dad there when you was really young but in terms of sort of in the last couple of years, this transition online and obviously to higher levels of success and the people you've been working with, who helped really sort of, there may be various people, but who helped show you the way and change your mindset to move in this direction? Yeah, so I was quite fortunate from a young age that I was hanging around with a lot of older, more successful people in the world of business, in the world of entrepreneurship. Kind of, I became a wise man at a young age, really. And I realized that to be around successful and, and um, affluent people it was having an impact on me and I started to see things differently I think that was the awakening with me as far as I started to see yeah. I see that I was different or it was different to a lot of my peers a lot of my friends a lot of the people in my own area and I didn't realize why and it really um, hit home that I was uh, of the entrepreneurial mindset I guess and I didn't conform i was you know i wasn't I, I wasn't going to be an employee you know yeah i like to do things my way and then going through the ranks of you know having my own business and running my business from a health club for nine years straight i was just working six days a week busting my backside and and you know learning my craft and i realized man i can't do this when i'm 40 50 years old so what's next and then I looked into the world of building my business online and never really committed or had the time to commit to figuring it out really until one day I said, right, um, I'm going to quit all my clients, every single one of my clients. I'm going to give them six weeks notice and I forced myself to take action. Yeah. Um, that's Remove your plan B. I think that's, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. I've heard a lot of entrepreneurs do that, that sort of thing. Cause otherwise it just, there's like you say, you're busy being busy and is you're never going to find that perfect time. Cool. So, I mean, Around that time, how did you feel in terms of you, you giving them the six weeks? What did you do in that six weeks? 
<clears throat> so one of the things I did was I went out to San Diego. Um, I saw Craig Ballantyne was running this. Uh, you've got on after me. Yeah, like, we just we just on. mentioned that. Yeah, going to be interviewed. Yeah, so <laughs> I went out to see him and another guy called Bedros. He was running this two-day event, and it was around you know positioning yourself, um, who you were, all this kind of stuff. And it's my introduction, really. And I learned a lot from Ryan Lee along that time, but never really had the time. I never really committed myself to actually implementing it, right? So yeah. I was busy do, doing nothing with it, really. Yeah. And then I said, right, this is what I need to do. And I just went out and found, found people who were doing what I wanted to do. And I invested in myself. And that led me to a path of you know, building so much value around learning what I needed to, to do really fast. Um, that was the start of my personal development journey, really. So from there, I came back, opened up a boot camp um, business. I had six locations running. And I realized, man, I've sold my time out again. I've got no life. <laughs> Max that out again. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? And from there, I just really had to pursue what was going on in the United States. That was way ahead of us, you know, in the UK. Mm -hmm. And that was where I realized that, um, you know, positioning yourself, working with a specific audience and niche, and then building your expertise and repelling everybody else really served me well. Ah, awesome. Absolutely awesome. So, I mean, in terms, now you, you, you fixed, obviously, on the, the male entrepreneur. So, in terms of this rapid method, I mean, I want to just dive in then to what do you think are some of the key cornerstones behind the rapid method and some tips that you can give out to guys straight away? So, it's a 12-week program and it's designed around the highest rates of consistency and implementation that I could um, take these busy entrepreneurs through. So, the first element of this program was Ali in a state where they're committed to doing something, you know, more serious and committing to change and what makes, you know, what tells them that they're ready to make these changes. So building value around the cost of not changing, whether that's, you don't want to be naked in front of your wife anymore. So you don't have sex anymore. So your relationships <laughs> out. So you end up with divorce and you're a lonely man in a, in a big castle. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. <laughs> Maybe you've not got the energy and the vitality to play your kids anymore. Maybe you've not got the confidence to, enjoy those beach holidays. Maybe you're falling asleep at your desk at two in the afternoon and you, your business is suffering. So there's a lot of reasons why these guys um, have failed to do something about it. And a lot of it is because of the evidence they've built up from trying all these, this other stuff, right? Which doesn't take into account the change of behaviors, building evidence to, to, to commit us to a new way of living, really. Mm -hmm. The first part of the program is helping them to see that we have to transform their lifestyle and what they believe is important so they serve themselves first and yeah. once they have to serve themselves first we can create space for taking care of their, their environment at home so it's healthier so we remove you know things which are sabotaging or ha sabotaging habits sabotaging their performance and then over that period of time we start to get high levels of implementation so then we go into the clever stuff of the clever workout the clever nutrition and then we optimize and track what the hell's going on, how they're responding to things. So they become empowered with what's working for them. So over the 12 week process, they end up, you know, not just, I always say it's 12 months of results in 12 weeks. So they end yeah, up no, I like that. 12 weeks is a good time as well because yeah. it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's not too huge, but also it is a long enough time. So something like a, you know, an eight week program, really it's not a lot. They can, they can stick to it, but usually when that stops, it hasn't been going long enough for them to build in them ingrained habits and continue. Um, I think, and especially when there's the physical side, I think you need 12 weeks is a, is a good time. Yeah, that's it. 12 weeks was long enough to, to give, um, you know, 20, 30, 35 pounds of progress, but also like you say, change the habits that they could maintain for the long term. 
mean, within that, a lot of the guys who you work with, what do you think are some, uh, let's, let's just go for, say, we're split up a little bit to be more specific. In terms of training, so not mentioning nutrition now, what do you think are some, so these guys, obviously, like you said, they're trying things. What do you think are some of the biggest common mistakes that guys you come across, the guys are actually trying something in terms of their training? You can be specific in terms of what things they are doing or even the habits that they're, they're trying to keep up and not managing to. So that's it. It's all relative to what the individual can maintain. Now, if this is a guy who's pretty close to where he wants to be, it doesn't, it doesn't really serve him if he's inflamed, if he's stressed, if he's got lack of sleep, if he's dehydrated, if he's got personal issues in his life and all this kind of stuff. If we then try to amplify his intensity and his frequency and not give him adequate rest. So you have to look at, okay, well, what areas of your life are where we need to be? And then where do we need to move? You know, on with that. So it might be for a lot of these guys is that we reduce their exercise frequency and intensity down. We manage their stress. We manage their inflammation in the body. We take care of their sleep and recovery. And then they start to feel like they can work out, you know, to a higher level more consistently rather than in spits and spats. So that's one of the first. Yeah, I suppose is that one of the things you find a lot of guys, and this is something I found, they try and do, like you say, they just to get a bit fitter, they just think they do longer and harder all the time. That's like they, and they just go from not doing that much and they just try and do more and more and more. Yes, I guess that is the preconceived, like, here's how you get better results. We've got to do more and we've got yeah. to work harder. And to a certain degree, that is true, especially for the beginners, right? They, they have to build their intensity slowly and, you know, over time they'll adhere to it. But I think a lot of the guys that are doing CrossFit, I, I coach a lot of the guys who come from a CrossFit environment. Mm -hmm. Super inflamed, very random outcome-based workouts, really. And you know, they're working out for five, ten hours a week. <laughs> and I take it down to 80 minutes a week, and they're like, man, is this guy real? Mm -hmm. And then they start getting serious progress again. So it's about understanding, understanding what their needs are, really. But one of the biggest mistakes is training too much too soon. Yeah. I say, and if people are looking for something to hang their hat on in terms of sort of the methods you use it's out there quite a bit is this you know 12 minutes or 12 to 20 minutes are so quite short but consistent i suppose yes exactly 12 to 20 minutes it'll give high rates of consistency over 12 weeks that's the only reason why it's there you know it's although it's very consistent if people don't stick to it it makes no use so that's why that time window is there and especially like say for busy guys they can fit it into the day more frequently yeah what are your thoughts on um again the home base versus gym workouts. And I know obviously, especially with Americans, a lot of them have home gyms as well that are quite, you know, advanced especially. What are your thoughts on that? And when people give you that, if, the, if it was just a level plan for when you think, right, you know, you get to choose the environment, what would you, I know, plus the minuses and what's your preference? It's a good question, really. Um, what I've noticed is that the more successful and the more affluent, the more, um, I say time valued or time pressured these guys are, the more it makes sense to install a home gym or to work out from home to cut down commutes and yeah. to cut down that time of going to the gym and it's a two hour experience. Well, it, it, yeah, it makes home. it more excuse proof as well sometimes. Yeah. yeah, so that brings high levels of consistency, but also these guys who want to change their environment, the yeah. work from home and the mindset, oh man, I just, they just need to leave that environment and, and going to the gym serves them well. It's a change of state. Um, but on an even playing field, what I found well, I think I put myself in that as well. I, I like to get out because yeah. working from home a lot it is that, that change to get away and have that mental break more than, not necessarily the physical stuff, it's the mental break as well. Yeah, exactly. It's a change of environment and it's 
you're going somewhere for a purpose, aren't you? So that, yeah. that can work well as well. So it's a good question. I think um, you've got to put it down to your personal preference. Um, Resistance-based training combined with some moderate base or moderate cardio sessions seems to be working most consistently. Yeah. Um, but like you say, bodyweight training at home can be as effective as anything else if you're consistent with it. Cool. And in terms of nutrition, I'm again into two sort of sections. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes people are making? Um, and again, we, we, I suppose we can go away from the, the obvious ones of people who are, don't really care and they know they're eating junk and they're, they know they're bad things. But people are, you know, are actually proactively trying to, they're, they're aware of it and they're trying to make some, some effort in that area, but they're just, you know, it's misplaced and they're just making some serious mistakes. Yeah, it's, it's actually being honest with yourself about what you're committed to. So looking at the environment that you live in, you know, what is in there? If, if there's two cream donuts in my fridge and I wake up and I see them, I'm going to want to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got to look at the environment that you're in and actually take control of what's going in your body. And if, you, if, if you're too lazy, you've not created the space, like you've not valued this area of your life enough that you're not in control of everything you eat, then who is? Who's in control of what you eat. So we're not feeling our body. It's like, I use this um, Ferrari kind of analogy. You know, most guys, most busy guys right now, this sabotaging hustle culture, they're, they're trying to run a Ferrari like, you know, like a 1927 Volvo from what's not <laughs> serviced. And they're wondering why they're tired and worn out and over fat and stressed. And it's because they're not fueling the Ferrari properly. So some tips I'll give them is, number one, alkaline the body in the morning. So get some lemon water in, stay away from sugars and starchy carbohydrates and you know move so just go out for a walk for 20 minutes yeah. and have some lemon water that will give people much much better results than trying to stick to some diet you know three out of seven days a week so i'll start off with that and then we have to look at managing blood sugar levels in my opinion so again this this is our relative to what hormones we need we may need to manipulate i suppose yeah with with your clients how do you how are you become aware of sort of, because again, with the online space, you obviously, you're relying on a lot of what they tell you, but things like blood, uh, blood sugar levels and different things, how are you aware or, and getting an accurate picture of that? So I use the 90% rule and I keep things so simple, simple, you know, gets done. That's one of my mottos. So we don't need all this complex blood work and all these, uh, this medical diagnosis of, oh, we need testosterone replacement therapy, which I'll come on to shortly now, which is a new trend, right? Yeah. Um, so I look at, you know, when we wake up in the morning, we're in a natural state of, you know, we're, we're basically been fasting, right? So our blood yep. sugar levels are naturally lower. So we can, you know, consume some, some kind of meal or fats or, or such, especially if we're moving, right? We can consume something to take our blood sugar levels back up a little bit. And then through the afternoon, we just have to manage where our peaks and troughs of what we're eating. So if we're having insulin sensitive foods, such as carbs and sugars and fruits, and have those around when you're moving or when you're, you're working out and even pre-bed before you sleep. So it depends how insulin sensitive you are. If, the more, if you've got more body fat, you're not going to be very sensitive to these energy foods. So yeah. have them less often. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it's one of those things people use the pressure me for a quick tip or answer, but yeah. it's so open to interpretation. It yeah, is I know what you mean. <laughs> difficult to say, right, here's my number one tip. Yeah. So I would say just take care of your morning routine. That would be the number one thing that I would give you right now. Hydrate, stay away from the, the starchy carbs and sugars, unless you're pretty lean. If yeah. you're not, you need to earn your carbohydrates and sugars. 
yeah. As, in terms of, I know obviously it's very individual in terms of like getting hold of your morning routine. And we mentioned obviously overnight is a natural intermittent fast. Um, what is your thought on intermittent fasting and have you experimented with it? Cause I, 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 I believe, I believe in it. I, uh, I, you know, I do it, maybe not it's so extreme all the time, but I know it's there and I, I, I extend my natural overnight fast a little bit. I w- want to know what is your thoughts on that? And I know for some people, especially if you're working with clients, it's a little bit harder for them to get their head round um, and most likely as well, less sustainable for them. What are your thoughts on that? Yes. Yeah, so I think intermittent fasting is a great way to raise, you know, natural testosterone and growth hormone. And for men, those muscle building hormones and sex drive hormones that we need to take care of mm-hmm. to get sustainable progress. So we have to balance that with adherence as well. So a lot of the guys in my program in the morning will go through a morning fast. So we'll have a late, you know, I call it meal one. We'll try and push that into midday. Mm-hmm. But before that, it might be that, you know, especially if you're moving and working out, it might be that you require something. So it might be something as simple as a green protein shake yep. just to keep you going. You know, 10 or 15 grams is probably not sufficient to break your fast too much. And it's going to keep your consistency up. It's probably not as effective as ha- having no shake in the yep. morning. But I think if it gets you through the morning and it balances that consistency, it's worth, definitely worth having. Um, so that eight-hour window of you know, consuming your food, say 12 midday till 8 p.m., yeah. That can be quite good to make you feel much more satisfied with, you, with your food. But again, it just takes a bit of organizing to do that. Um, yes, big time. Yeah, some yeah. guys, literally, they wake up and they're hungry and they've trained the body, especially if you get a bit leaner. The, the, the hunger hormone ghrelin kicks in and you need to feed those muscles. So the lean, I think it depends how, how um, your stress levels are as well. But generally speaking, intermittent fasting works pretty well. Yeah. No, completely agree. Um, uh, yeah, I think as well, it's not just like you said, you mentioned there the hormones. I think the, um, if you've actually, if anyone who's tried it for a little bit, it's the, the effect of the hormones. It's not just the physical side. It's the, it's the hormones and how you're feeling it. And, and your body does, if you're disciplined with it, your body gets used to it, you know, very quick. Um, like the first few yeah. days, if, especially if you go jump into it, it can be quite tough in the first few days, but then you, you like anything, you get into routine and it becomes a lot easier. Yeah, it's Ooh. a good point that, you know, this transition from from basically taking care of yourself into feeling good, we expect immediate gratification. Like, man, why have I not lost five pounds this week? <laughs> and then we realize, like you say, that's a great point. There is going to be a, a transition where you're going to feel crap. You're going to feel like oh, yeah. shit. You're not going to tolerate things as well. But, you know, that's just a consequence of how long you've not been taking care of yourself, really. Yeah, literally detoxing your body and yeah. just the, the crap that's in there, but obviously the stress and everything and the hormones just balancing out and starting to shift. Cool. Yeah. Um, within all of this, I know we, we mentioned like everything's very individualized, but are there any, and then this, this can be supplements, this can be a book, any resources, if you're looking at our alpha round, resources that people, I know so it's not necessarily tips, but places people can go in terms of, little um, maybe apps that you use or you think are useful or books that you think are very useful on this subject or just been useful to yourself? Yeah, it's a good question. I'd say a big area that we need to focus as entrepreneurs and business owners is taking care of our sleep. And it's something that's not really talked about too much. You know, there's this, get up at 4 a.m., get up at 3 a.m. Now I can get (laughs) right? let me tell you a little disclaimer i don't get up before 7 a.m <laughs> um so i only get up before 7 a.m because i have kids so yeah. <laughs> i don't really get the option anyway but no uh, I'm, um, I'm speaking to craig uh, ballantyne in a sort of later today and he is a i want to dig into because he is a, a 4 30 man like you say and it, it doesn't work for everyone but on the flip side maybe people don't notice 
in theory, he goes to bed at like eight o'clock. <laughs> so I'm yeah. not going to bed at eight o'clock. That's right. I remember speaking to him about that. He's telling me 8 p.m., 8.30, that's it, he's in bed. That's the discipline. Yeah, so it's just, again, it's like the eating window. It's just shifting. It work, works best for you. So 4.30, necessarily, you don't have to get up that late. I mean, that early, if you're, you know, if you're, sleeping window is just a little bit further back in, in theory you know 10 30 6 30 it's the same it's just shifting it slightly <laughs> yeah that's it it's um it's a good it's a good point that so in terms of apps and things like there's a lot of popularity now with apps and trackers and sleep trackers mm-hmm. and all these kind of things to monitor what the hell's going on and i would say that's just feedback we don't yeah. we don't need feedback we need to take care of actions so you know i i'm a big believer in decompressing over the evening turning off your computer and your cell phone at set time each night, decompressing, being present with your family and your yep. relationships and your loved ones and yourself, and staying away from these tracker apps and, and things which are getting you back onto your cell phone and getting your mind yep. back to an active state. So quite not, addictive, yeah. Yeah, and people do, you know, we're quite it's an addictive things. We get anal about tracking all this stuff, but we're not actually tracking our actions. We're just tracking how we're responding to what we're not doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's uh, my interpretation of that. But like I say, this is just for simplification. Later down the line, when I've got guys getting sub 10% body fat reduced, that to look at those kind of finer, finer tune of, you know, some supplementation, some optimizations of certain things. But for most people, especially if you're over 18% body fat, then there's a lot more effective things to look at than, you know, how many steps have I stepped today? Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, I mean, what was one of your all-time favorite books that you'd like to recommend and as I say it doesn't necessarily have to be in the areas of you know weight loss and getting healthier um, or it could be if you've got two that spring to mind maybe there is one in that sort of area that you really think is useful resource and then another one that is just one of your all-time favorites so I like um, psycho cybernetics that's a great one it's a great audio book that goes with that which you know you can listen to that 10 times over and you'll have a totally new perspective every time and the four agreements is very good. The, so what was like the second one? What was the second one? The four agreements. Okay, who's that by? I haven't heard of that one. Let me see, it's on my bookshelf here. <laughs> so Don Miguel Ruiz. Okay. <laughs> what one's that one about then? So this one. is it's kind of a wisdom book and it's it's basically to reinforce to be in integrity with yourself and to be aware of your beliefs. Are they your beliefs? Are they society's beliefs? And kind of a bit of a context between how you, what you believe to be true and what actually is true and are you actually following what you believe in and, and are you actually a man of your work? Do you do what you say? Do you follow through with what you tell yourself you're doing? Are you honest with what's going on? All these kind of relatively basic things which have such power are really, this is probably the, the best book that I've read which is, you know, relatively thin. Yeah. And just, it said it's a pers- it's a practical guide to personal freedom. So that's a nice way to sum it up. Cool. I mean, and if, if people want to find out more, because we're sort of wrapping it, starting to wrap this up now, if people want to find out more about you, what's the best that way they can connect? Yeah, go to coachdarrencasey.com. They can find out more about me there. They can download. If you're a busy entrepreneur, they can download the free cheat sheet there. And also Fit Pros, if they're intrigued, how the hell I've been transitioning my business over the last four years offline to online and they can check out myself on facebook coach darren casey awesome who would you like to see interviewed on here next and who would you recommend from your personal network you had um jesse itzler 
No, I haven't. Is he the living with a seal guys? Just, yeah. Yes. So I need a seal to live with him um, in his New York mansion, like um, apartment. Yeah. Days and it was about what is his mindset actually made of really and how to take some of the benefits away from uh, a Navy SEALs mindset. So very interesting book, that one. I'm a big fan of Jesse's. Yeah, no, I will, I'm, I am try, I'm trying to get to him. So uh, yeah, <laughs> he's on the radar, but no, that's a good recommendation. Cool. And in, in closing, is there one question you'd wished I'd asked or you thought I'd asked that you think I've missed a trick here? Is it, what else wisdom would you like to, as a parting gift, give yeah. us? So I guess um, a big subject that many business owners you know it's, it's a guy with two arms and two legs at the end of the day who's hustling to make more money for him or his family why there's a big culture of why is health and wellness such a low perceived value in the life right so why is that and it's mostly because it's kind of fashionable right now to be a hustler to mm. work so much to outwork your competition because we've got evidence that this works right but what a lot of these guys are ended up with, which is why I brought the Fit Entrepreneur magazine out to kind of give a different insight in that culture, mm -hmm. is, you know, there's no good um, destination which comes from not taking care of yourself. You might have the bank balance to show for it, but the highest rates of um, negative health and um, divorce and basically not being a great father because you're not around, you've not got the energy to yep. take care of the kids and you're working so much for them, right? But it's, it's not a noble act to not be present, you know, in exchange of the cash. So mm -hmm. why is it so little value? I think the culture is slightly changing. Um, and, you know, we'll spend 30 grand on a nice watch, but they won't spend that on the body. Why is that? So that's a good question I think I'll leave your listeners with. <laughs> awesome. Well, Darren, thank you so much for um, speaking to me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, likewise. Head over to ayalpha.com. Now's the chance. If you've been listening to the show, feel free to book yourself in to discuss your goals and then create a path to achieve it. I'm here to help you, whether it's to give you that clarity or partner with you going into the end of 2016 to really finish off this year strong. If you're serious about taking some action, let's start it off with jumping on the phone with me. Have a great week and I'll speak to some of you very soon.